ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. I'm your host, Janice Porter, and I'm in a special situation this this episode, which is rather neat. Um, I am a part of an event called Potapalooza, which my friend and um, podcast manager is in charge of, along with another person who's been a guest on my show, Michelle Abraham and Kimberly Crow. And it's quite an event. And through this event, I have been able to meet my current guest, Fabi Preslar. First of all, welcome to the show, Fabi. Hi, Janice. Thank you for having me. Yes, this is a spontaneous, surprising getting to meet. So I love this. I love it. (laughs) So very interesting way to do business, but very fun. So I'm going to just point out that we haven't met, but we have a lot of things that we can talk about because we're both business owners and entrepreneurs. And I think it was the fact that I love your book title, actually, which is what um, made me see that there might be a match and uh, <laughs> is a um, uh, national award-winning publisher of magazines, spark publications. I'm going to get, let her tell us a little bit about her business and her book is fabulous efforts to fuel your future story, which I kind of, I kind of found intriguing, but first of all, just tell us a little bit about what you do, Fabi, please. Oh, thank you, Janice. So I'm Fabi Pressler, and my company is Spark Publications. I launched this firm 24 years ago. So yay, we're celebrating 24 years this year. And I really, I launched it to be home with my daughter and my husband that I never got to see anymore, (laughs) you know, helping other people grow their businesses. And it was just time to get back to what I really wanted to do. You know, I wanted to be a mom. I wanted to be creative. There were many things I wanted to do and I couldn't find a position to actually honor all of those things. So I decided to just, you know, to really focus on the things that make me happy, which was being home with my daughter, being home when my husband got home, being able to build a business, to have clients to where we could publish their books and publish their magazines. And so that's what I've been doing for 24 years. And, you know, my daughter um, now works with me full time. And so does my husband. He came on board 12 years ago. So, you know, that that little sacrifice, that wasn't a sacrifice. It was just something that, you know, I was called to do and I signed up to do while being a mom. And it took 10 years and then everything came back full circle. And now they are just part of my firm and just making things so much better and, and wonderful for our clients. I love that. I love that your daughter is working with you and she got to see an entrepreneurial mom um, who followed her passion and still was able to be a mom. As women, we we always have to juggle all these things, right? But no, I don't even see it as juggling. It's like at some point, you know, it's like I wanted to be a mom. I also wanted to have a career and I chose to create a way that worked well for me and my family. I didn't start off that way, or I actually, I did because my first business was, you know, started like two weeks after she was born and then things got complicated and you forget, you forget what your mission is. 
and you forget what makes you happy. And then I had to remember <laughs> and recreate things and then start it again. So, yeah. Well, that's very cool. Um, how old's your daughter now, if I may ask? 34. So, is she, so she's, um, and she works with you. For, does she have children? Just she does not. She does not. I'm mm -hmm. just curious because you now she would just, you know, perpetuate the, the. Yeah. She does not want to be a business owner or an entrepreneur, <laughs> so, well, which is, yeah, which, you know, she'll inherit the business. So we're talking and training and, and working towards that, but. <laughs> uh, very cool. Very cool. So, yeah. um. Give me an example of um, the kinds of custom magazines that you create for um, businesses. Just as um, we work a lot with associations. So there's the um, American Association of Cancer Research. So we produce their Cancer Today magazine. There's um, the um, PPAI, which is a promotional products um, business and we produce their monthly magazine for their membership. So it's, it's these nice high-end membership magazines yep. that, you know, have very valuable either research or information in them. And through that, we, we design them. So we work with those departments to help them produce those magazines. So I have to ask, this is nothing to do with building relationships, but I have to ask <laughs> you that business with magazines, you're mm -hmm. talking about um, uh, real magazines, yes. Touch, yes. Right? Not yes. or maybe you have both, but, um, did you, was there a time where people stopped wanting to do those or has it always continued? Because, you know, with the, everything being digital now, that is something that, that some people will say, oh, I don't want that hard copy. It's just, you know, whatever, but yeah, we do, all of them do have a digital component. Okay. Um, but, Without answering about my clients, let me just give you a perspective on, you know, the industry itself. Look at all of those shows on HGTV that had TV shows and transformed those into magazines. And so you see that you see those magazines everywhere. So mass market, yes. Daily news, yes. Online is best for that. But then you have these physical products that actually get delivered directly to a membership or to an audience. And it breaks through all of that digital clutter, you know, cause I mean, think about how many emails you get in a day. And when you go home, if you need to consume some additional information and it's in a magazine that you could curl up on the couch and not have digital light on um, the niche magazines, very targeted are doing very well. It's huge mass market things that really stepped back. And also some of the lifestyle things stepped back as well, but the trade and associations, they really actually grew. Well, you know, you're talking to someone who thinks exactly the same way as you do, because <laughs> part of my business is about follow-up and, and uh, greetings and gifts for clients and prospects and, and stepping out from the crowd Mm -hmm. with that tangible touch. So I totally agree with you. I was just curious yeah. how it had affected your business, but um, when you it kept it growing yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we took that same model to a whole different level with just the book. So people were like, well, who reads the physical books anymore? Oh. It's like, a lot of people. A so lot. we just heard, you know, the phenomenal speaker that just spoke I know. and it's being there in person. And then we create that high level tool that actually helps them land some of the speaking engagements and also becomes, you know, that takeaway or back room sales are actually sold and given to the audience. So exactly. there again, I, everything I do is super niche. None of it's ever mass market. 
that's that's brilliant. Um, yes, the speaker that Fabi was referring to was James Malinchak, and he's amazing. I've I've had the fortune of interviewing him for my podcast, and uh, it isn't out yet, but you know he's got a lot of amazing information about being a speaker and being successful at it. Um, okay, let's talk for a minute about um, you won an award in 2021 as Chief Happiness Officer of the Year. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's called a golden, a gold Stevie award, um, a folio. Uh, yeah, no, that's it. The yeah. gold Stevie award for chief happiness officer of the year. Tell me about that. Cause that's- that was actually very interesting. So it was, um, you know, a pitch that came through email and some of my team, our editorial team had seen that and thought, well, this would be fun. And I was like, you know, as a business owner, it's hard to feel like you're a happy business owner, especially <laughs> through the pandemic, because there's just so much and you're just really working hard to keep your team uplifted, to keep your team okay, to keep your clients okay. And so it was funny because I wasn't really feeling happy at that time. I mean, I, I was being happy, but it's just like, you know, it was a hard happy. And they said, we're going to go ahead and fill it out and submit it. And I said, go ahead, but I think you're probably wasting your time. So, uh, you know, it was just one of those bizarro things. And they were very kind because they shared how hard I had worked during the pandemic. And even though we had a lot of um, things that were transitioning that you know, they maintain their paychecks the entire time. They, you know, it's like we just kept working and doing really good work for clients and, you know, had treats in the process and, you know, make sure that they didn't work past um, evening hours so that they had evenings and weekends home, you know, so just different things like that. And then the ongoing things, but funny enough, um, I didn't just place, I actually won the gold as that chief officer. Yeah. So it was just kind of neat. And then when I found out it was actually an international award, <laughs> and then some of the people that were finalists in that were from different countries, it was it was just kind of neat. Yeah, so definitely speaks to the relationships that you have with your staff and how they think of you and how much they appreciate you if they put that forward for you. So that says a lot. It, it did. And I think that seeing that congratulation note come through with that and knowing my staff had submitted that, I, I have to admit there were some happy tears there. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's talk for a minute about your book, Fabulous F-Words to Fuel Your Future Story. That's actually my top title. My oh, book title is Fabulous F-Words of Business Ownership, Redefining Choice Words to Fuel Your Small Business. Okay. You see how we're brand new at this together because we haven't. Yeah. Talked about it, but, um, but tell me a little bit about your book and, and hold that up again for me, please. Fabulous F words of business ownership. Okay. Yes. Can you share those F words or at least one of them with us? Yeah, actually there are 21 oh, in the wow. book. So everything from foreshadowing to foundations foundations talks about the entrepreneurship and my genes and my entrepreneurship story then we go into fun stuff like framing which is the perspective without ego foresight which is getting clear with your guides i mean so we go on through 21 of them so everything from fortunes to flourish to fusion to footnotes <laughs> you mentioned one to me before we went on air pick one that, that um yeah, we could talk, uh, since this is all about wonderful relationships, then we can talk about fraternizing. <laughs> okay, let's do that. Just briefly tell me about that, um, um, that means in your book. 
So as an, as an introvert, as a deep introvert, um, networking takes a huge amount of energy and focus for me. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of camaraderie. There's a lot of deal making. I mean, you're surrounded by so much information and uh, stimuli when you go into a networking situation. And, and really, it's, it's learning about what you actually have to give when you go to these events and what you actually want to get out of it. And, you know, if you're just going to sell, it's going to be a hard event because nobody wants to be sold to, right? And I'm sure you've had every guest tell you this. Um, but the other part of that is just knowing what you have to give and to serve when you're going. And I didn't know that when I first started, you know, when I first started, it's like my very first um, networking event. You know, I just see all these women in this room. It was like a, one of those um, hotel conference rooms. And I just bolted to the back. And my one desire at that moment was to blend into the wallpaper. And I thought this doesn't make sense. I took the time to come and so then just slowly, you know, start meeting people. And, you know, it was awkward. But, you know, you just learn so much about yourself and other people when you really put yourself out there and begin doing that networking. And then when you start realizing what you want to happen with that, do you really want to make connections? Do you really want to, you know, some foster some relationships? Then you learn about the follow-up and I'm sure you've given some really great tips on all that. And I've like blew all of them out of the water and didn't do all of them most of the time. <laughs> so, you know, it's just a lot of learning. Um, and then you also learn what not to do. I am a very transparent, open, direct person. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't always translate very well in networking situations. So I had to learn that, you know, stepping back and toning myself down a little bit and, you know, um, not going into consulting in any way, shape or form and just learning to listen and to answer questions and to give just the right amount of information to either have another meeting at another time or realize that you're just not a real fit in any way, you know, to continue conversation with those people. So, but that's um, fraternizing. Yep. That's one of the chapters in the book. I love that you said, that. I so identify, <laughs> I am also a very open um frank person mm -hmm. my heart's on my sleeve I say yes and sometimes people are taken aback by it so what I learned to do and yes you're right I used to teach people how to network and and sort of have a plan you know if you're going to go to these networking events you need to have a plan um however something that uh, James was talking about in the presentation today also about speaking it I think applies to networking as well is that you need to make sure you're in the right place Absolutely. There's nothing more exhausting than going to event after event without a plan, without going to the right audience. And then it's like, why would you do that? Yeah. Why am I here? Why am I here? Yeah. So um, what I wanted to ask you, and this is something that I like to ask all my um, guests on my show, because I am a curious person. Curiosity is one of my favorite words. And uh, what I love is to, um, to ask you, two parts. One is, um, do you think curiosity is innate or learned? That's the first part. And second part is, what are you most curious about today, right now, like in, in your life, business, whatever? 
I, I think it's kind of a two-part thing with curiosity. I think because I came in as a curious child, so I have to believe that, you know, curiosity, curi- um, creativity, or, or, you know, you just kind of come in with that, but then you learn a different level of that, you know, along the way. So the level of creativity and curiosity I have today was not what I had when I came in as a child. So I think you come in with a certain level of it and then you you grow it, you expand it based, I guess, on your level of curiosity. (laughs) And since I was a very curious, creative child, then, you know, that's why I built a company around the stories and learning about people. And so um, the thing I'm most curious about now is still, you know, I've been working on personal self-development for many, many years, and I still shock and surprise myself at things that I think or things that I do. And so I'm very curious about just the depth of what makes us tick and how all our past experiences really help us transform and and create um, all these filters that we work through every single day. So that's what I'm actually delving into more now and look forward to making it part of my next career somehow. I don't know what that means yet, but I'm an entrepreneur. So it's going to, yeah, but maybe think of something when you were uh, giving me those answers and thank you for that. And, and it, it's that, you know, you said you were an introvert, a deep introvert Mm -hmm. and, and you're a creative. So do you think that affects curiosity do you think that introverts, I don't know, I just, this just came to me, like, do you think yeah. introverted people are more curious or less, or do you think it's still an individual thing? I mean, I, I really can't even answer that. I can say for me, it's because of being an introvert and I observe and I process and, you know, I just um, internalize everything, <laughs> then, you know, there's that whole internal dialogue and internal processing of every single situation. So you have to believe that has something to do with it because you see the, you know, the bigger extroverts maybe process things a little differently. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, so um, do you now um, find like, where do you network now or where do your, your business come from? Is it mostly from referrals or are you networking online or are you using LinkedIn like I do? What, what, what works for you? Um, definitely 90%, if not more of our business comes through referrals. I mean, we've never had a salesperson and, you know, in 24 years, we've not had a sales team or salesperson. It's, um, it's me meeting people. It's people seeing the work that we do and seeing how beautiful it is, how effective it is, and then wanting to know who did the work and then finding us or getting referred to us. And I do speak. I do, um, you know, during the pandemic, I did a lot of online networking. And I don't know that most of those actually have converted into a whole lot, but I did meet some lovely people that way. So it's, it's a combination. And speaking of LinkedIn, I have noticed that that is someplace I need to be more often and, um, you know, stepping into that a little bit more, <laughs> yeah, and, um, you know, yeah, it's a specific kind of networking for sure. Yes. And, yes. Um, and I think that a lot of your market could be found there. And, and one thing that, that people don't think about when they're thinking about LinkedIn and networking is strategic partnerships. 
Mm. as opposed to end user clients, because sometimes that, and not necessarily yours business, but possibly that might be, um, you know, a thing to pursue in terms of LinkedIn, because then they lead you to those end user clients. Great observation, because those are the people that have been reaching out to me and I've scheduled a few meetings with some of them and, you know, some of them are going to be great and others, we won't be working together. It's just, yeah, it's not a fit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I'm always happy to talk LinkedIn with people. Um, I'd love to. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, so I don't know if this may put you on the spot and you're okay to say I have nothing is coming to mind, but okay. do you, uh, and then I'm going to ask you one more question after that. Do you have a favorite quote? And you can say no, it's okay. Um, I do. Um, I do. Um, I just, I'm really bad at remembering yeah, jokes and quotes. Okay. <laughs> and, and maybe we'll put it in the show notes when you remember it. Yes, because okay. I do have one that I love to share. So. Fair enough. Okay. And my, and my last um, question for you is, what is one piece of advice that you could share with my audience that has helped you as an entrepreneur in business over the years? That one piece of advice would be that a lot of hard things happen in your life and in business. And each one of those things, as hard as they are to go through, learn as much as you can while you're going through it, make the most of it because it is only getting ready to prepare you for the next thing that's getting ready to happen. And the more that you're focused in on that, not that it's going to be easier, but the more tolerable <laughs> and the more information that you can go into that next hard situation with and actually just thrive through it a lot better. Awesome. That's great advice. Thank you so much. And thank you for doing this with me today. Yes, um, I will have your information in the show notes. I'll get that from you after so that people can find you. And you never know who's looking for um, the expert for their um, publications. They will call Spark Publications and talk to you, Fabi. Yes. Wessler. Thank you so much for being here today. And uh, remember to my audience um, to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.